Greetings, citizens of the stars, and welcome to today's edition of Dawn of Tomorrow, a broadcast of adventure, exploration, wonder, and science. I'm your host, Peach Manworth, and as always, accompanied by our lovely in-house big band, Greasy Chuck, and his neutron parmesans. Live from the moon of Despera, we have a superb broadcast for you today including musical guest, Dame Echo, and an interview with, drumroll please, Percival Anselm, the intrepid space explorer, the deep diver, the inventor of the Skyboat technology. Oh yes, that was my surprise cliffhanger from last week, in case you did not surmise. Took some uh, string pulling, discreet flattery, and most of our budget. But we got him, and he's going to be here by my side to tell you adventures hitherto unknown. Not bad for old Peach Manworth, eh? I know on some planets, it's just turned to the autumnal season. Happy fall, galaxy. Already, I feel like so much has happened since our last shindig together. Well, the galaxy remains giddy as always. I mean, when is it not bubbling like some New Year's drink? Our previous guest, Sloop Tiano, as you may recall, How the hell you doing, my bro? has become embroiled in serious scuffle with Captain Solange Mandeville of the Monsignor Martin. The two were spotted wrestling at the harbor port, much to the entertainment of all involved. I believe the threats, China, I'm going to donner you, and cause et toi, were uttered. The battle lasted approximately seven hours, after which both captains retreated to the Tiki Tavern for a crisp... Mojito. Mr. Anselm's possible discovery of Verisex has sparked significant debate in the galaxy. Some believe our destiny lies upon reaching it. Others believe it is a warning. An unknown entity of which we know nothing. An anomaly of space not to be trifled with. On Earth, Chancellor Einar Uryert of the Middle Eastern Cosmic Coalition had this to say, live from Al-Faluyah. For decades, I have pointed our crews ever outward. Before today, I would never ever prioritize fear over exploration. Why else do we do what we do if not to defy fear itself, eh? But I must counsel warning, my friends. We are only human. There are parts of existence we were not meant to know, nor do I think we can even comprehend them. I mean, the universe is a thinking, sentient being in of itself. It knows more than we could possibly dream of. If Verisix has been found, let it linger as it may. There are millions of other incredible discoveries awaiting us. The power to explore comes with the responsibility of knowing when not to. Well said, Chancellor. Very well said. People say us entertainment folk must simply exist without thinking and keep people happy, never weighing in. <laughs> but I say to heck with him. My personal thoughts on the matter? I think this is a miracle. Auntie Lila always told me sometimes a miracle is best left enjoyed. Not everything must be capitalized on. Last but not least, quite possible the biggest and best news of today. The Cloud Merchant Strikers, fighting Aloe Zephyr International, have won! With great conceding made today. Balls to the wall, amazing, right? 
Well, just yesterday, I gallivanted down to the surface to gain some audio of the scene. Here we go. Here we go. Dear listeners, I'm on the surface of Despera in wake of a historic victory for labor rights on this planet. As, uh, as you can hear, there's a great celebration occurring here, which is just wonderful. May, may I love Zephyr be listening to every second of this and skulking. Ha! Oh. Oh, come, buddy. Will you join us? <gasps> I, uh, C- Colonel Avery Clementine, what, what an honor. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of your fight for equity across the stars. Everything I've read up the... The, the, uh, the, the Merswine Protectorate, the, the Indigenous Defense Guild. You're like an egalitarian da Vinci. Gee, <laughs> thanks, man. I always love hearing that. And uh, you're Peach Manworth, right? You've got the, the show uh, dawning tomorrow? Yes, that's me. Bless your viewers. Those donations help make this victory possible. And bless you, kid. You're a real crackerjack. Without you, Colonel Clementine... I would not follow rights. I owe my everything to oh, you. Ah, come here, come here, you. <laughs> A magnificent hug. Say, Colonel, may I? I uh, oh, God, I can't believe I, I ran into you. I, I'm gathering some historical footage and audio for the show and uh, for preservation. Would you mind if I got a few words? We can always use inspiration no matter how many heroes are out there. Sure, kid. Mind if I grab a tostoni first? I'm starving. They didn't feed us in solitary and... Carlo over there, damned if he doesn't cook the best the way he bakes them. Please! Nosh, 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 nosh! <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> Are you all right? <clears throat> yeah, great. Great. Um, I haven't had more than a few hours of sleep in a while. Before this, I was taking the Blaine McCarthy ice fixers to court. Uh, you should rest after this. I'm sure you have many, many people who will carry on your work for a week. <laughs> Maybe. Goddamn, that's good. All right, Peaceman, what do you want to know? Colonel Clementine, you've got 20 years of legendary activism prowess everywhere. The downtrodden and voiceless suffer. You're there with a smile and a fist. When did it all begin? I ask because it's our humble beginnings that guide others on their path. Great question, yeah. Well, um, my mother's from Earth, my father's from Sasson. Now, ever since the first settlers came to these planets almost 200 years ago, Earth has gotten better, arguably. But our sins follow us, you know? They creep into behavior on a new slate, sort of like an artist works a messy canvas cautiously. With a new blank slate, we're susceptible to those mistakes that lead us to that mess. And on Sesson, I'm about 19, I was fishing in the jungle with my father and his clan, and on the ground near a mineral bank, I found a little drill, abandoned. But it was happening again, right there, man. That's when I realized we don't need a movement. We need the biggest movement in the history of ever, and I'm talking ever, brother. We can't be complacent and sit on whatever utopian idea we have. We've got to fight to maintain that. Amen, Colonel. Amen. Yeah, and if we emulate anyone, it should be the ones who make everyday miracles. The ones who really make the world tick, Pappy Manworth. Who don't get book deals, who don't descend from anywhere great. I'm talking the ones you walk by and don't think about it. Is that who you would say inspires you, Colonel? 
Oh, yeah, bro. I, I love reading about the old workers in the big cities. Marsha P. Johnson, for sure, the Bazillion Three, and Sergei Eisenstein, the ancient filmmaker. Those three are my biggest inspirations I can put a name to. I do believe, Colonel Clementine, that you all join their ranks in due time. Oh, I do. I appreciate you, brother. Well, look, I know you're, you're exhausted. You probably were not ready for this. No, interview. it's absolutely fine. I'm riding that high right now. Maybe might add to it later <laughs> if you want to come. Ooh, Peach Manware does love to partake often in some reefer. <laughs> reefer? I'm at the Slingshot Roller Coaster down the road at Norvinelli. Yeah, man, the Colonel loves rides. Oh, whoopsie diddle. But, hey, bro, if you're down, I'm sure we'd have a great time getting sautéed. We shall delve deeper into that later. But first, one closing statement for our listeners, if you could, to keep that righteous spark going. Listeners of the stars. Oh, I see why you do that. that that's, that's some funny shit to say, man. Hey, listeners, do not ever think that you are not the most powerful person in the world. I mean it. Somewhere, somehow, someone needs that power. To live is a collective jam, man. Use all of your gifts, whether you fly, whether you got that paintbrush or what have you, and help amplify their microphone. Don't look back. That's all I got to say, Peachman. Take care, people. Stay strong. Talk to you soon. Colonel Avery Clementine, a true figure of history in the very making. We look forward to seeing what crusade the do-gooders of the stars embark on next. Uh, to celebrate this victory, we have a triumphant piece from our very own effervescent Greasy Chuck. But first... I'd be remiss not to mention, our dear darling Chuck has just discovered he can do this. Ready yourselves for some incredible alien biology. I'm gonna swing from the chandelier, from the chandelier.
Thank you, Neutrons, as always, for your great musical talents. A little less avant-garde, hmm? A scenario would be harmful for our experimental nature to overshadow the train for the strikers. Eh, yeah, so we may not focus on us, but the emotion of a victory for the working class. Humble, talented, gracie, and illuminating. Is there anything you Parmesans can't do? Give it up for them. Please give it up for them. So, our last episode got quite a bit of feedback. The first time we've managed above a 6.5 on the airwave rankings. Many of our listeners showed up, and I am grateful for that. I am. Which is why I decided the three lucky callers will have the chance to converse with us live on the air. For those listening, radio communication devices. In three, two, one, go. Hello, welcome to Dawn of Tomorrow. You're on the air. Hello, Mr. Piesman Wardy. Thank you for accepting my call. Hello, listener. Please, introduce yourself. What? Your name, good guest. Your name. What are you talking about? I am just a robot. Uh, well, uh... Fine, that's fine. Welcome. Wait a moment. Who am I speaking to? This is Peach Manworth. You're on the air of Dawn of Tomorrow. Dawn of what? How exactly uh, did you get this number? I got number to call. I am the big fan and wanted to call in. Oh, perfect. Yes, yes. To say what? Okay, uh, moving on. Hello, welcome to Dawn of Tomorrow. You're on the air. Hey, I'm, uh, uh, hey, Chuck. It's me. It's Papa. <gasps> hold, hold on, is this Gennaro Bucatelli? I'm, uh, Son, I, uh, heard you say, uh, uh, yeah, you singing, see, uh, was a glow in your pain, miserable existence, and I, um, I, I just want to call to say I'm, I'm sorry for what I did. No, nay, 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 I cut you off! I told you never to go near him again, you bastard! After what you did with an alien specimen, bringing him into a... Look, you bastard, you leave my greasy boy alone. Do you hear me, bastard? Be gone! Hem, hem, hem. Hello, welcome to Dawn of Tomorrow. You're on the air. To everyone listening, take my words. You do not know me yet, but you will. The dark of space is unforgiving, chaotic, indestructible. Those of you who think you're bold enough to embrace the unknown do not realize it is your duty to surrender to its immensity, its power. Uh, what is this? They say this only once to all who would explore the infinite. Do not come towards deeper space or you will suffer a fate far beyond your wildest nightmares. As some of you already are. If you think me to be bluffing, come and see, children. Come and see. Remember, dead men tell no tales. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be alerting the exploration heads and other safety sentries concerning that last call. 
and helping Gracie trap with his restraining order. But um, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was fun. But look, I can't tell you how excited I am for our next scap. Wait, hold on. Ah, our, our paid intern Patro. Everyone coming my way. Hello, Patro, intern whom I pay. Oh, oh he's whispering. Uh, wait, no. No, no, no! Confound my ass! Are you serious? No, no, not, not you, Patra. I'm just yelling in general. I'm glad you came and told me. Thank you, paid intern of mine. But uh, are you totally, inexplicably serious? Da! By the grace of William Peterson. Well, well, listeners. Uh, it turns out Percival Ansem is stranded on the water planet of Oceanus. He's going for a routine research gathering, but Marins have begun... Mating on a ship, uh, they're a protected species, you see, and he can do nothing about them until they are done making hot, steamy ocean whoopee. Radio broadcasting from Oceanus is all but impossible, or otherwise a low quality that Don or Tamar just is simply not known for. Well, this sucks! All right, well, will I go off for some bloody damage control? I, I, I thankfully had a surprise visitor sitting in my changing room since this morning. I think I'll bring him out, um... Hold on. Yeah. Folks, do enjoy a joke from comedian Simon Q. Simon Quinquillis, the thinking man's comedian of the planet Eula. Come on. A descendant of J.T. Fallon himself, everyone. Oh, God damn. Simon, make him laugh. So my shrink recently quit working with me. Get this. She says... I can't fix what's broken beyond repair. <laughs> I'm Simon Q. Can I get more oxygen up here? They call me the thinking man's humorous because as you traverse the cosmos after the show, you'll be like, huh? <laughs> I'm Simon Q. I went to get my ship repaired recently and get this. When I parked in the shop, the mechanic asked my ship what kind of work it thought I needed. <laughs> I got an alien girlfriend, and the other day, she asked me to vacuum our home. Vacuum? What do you mean, vacuum? Why would I vacuum when we live in space, which is in itself a vacuum? <laughs> Can I get more oxygen up here? I got in some gambling debts last week, and two goons took me to an event horizon and said, if I don't get the money, they're gonna drop me in a black hole. So I says, look, if you can get my alien girlfriend to sleep with me, that'd be great. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right, thank you all for your patience, and do excuse my absence. Uh, I'm very happy I left you in the uproarious company of Simon Q, descendant of J.T. Fallon. Good news, I think. Uh, we shan't be having Percival Ansem on the show tonight, but we were able to find an available guest, uh, a real, a real, a, a cool cat, Mac Daddy. Crisis averted. Thank you, Simon. You can go back to my dressing room. Go on, leave. Leave. Thank you all for your patience. Having you all by my side to weather. Oh, -ho! so actually, I, I thought I would mention that. Listen here, ragamuffins, right now, you're probably expecting a certain someone to come on and sexily radio the weather, eh? Well, turns out, 
He's leaving today to accompany the classic Mickey as their scientific expert on their voyage to the final storm. No. Whoa, whoa, no, uh, don't worry, he'll be back in no time. He says like three words. Uh, Ow! How many of you are carrying produce in your pocket? On the moon, no less. Ciao, you gorgeous meatbags. Sounds of my voice in your heart. Tomorrow, I'll always be telling you the weather today. Lustrous, uh, perhaps I've been too hard on the boy. Or not. Well, no doubt they'll come back with a hell of a finding. Which brings me to our daily dose of scientific trivia. Our trivia from today comes from the galaxy's uncle, the great Flinders Walthgrave of Tetris. You, you know him from those uh, Cezanne-like paintings he commissions of himself and for his massive beard and jollity. Buzzing you in now. How are you, Flinders? Hi. Hit us with that trivia, amigo. Of course! Galactic audience, if you come to a mountain world of Tetros, Sameth, or plants of similar composition, you will see a blue sky, but Flinders won't grave in a silver sky. Why? Do we fundamentally disagree on the color of the sky? Of course not! It is simply that. Your eyes are trained to see the worst wavelength of color when the sunlight hits your atmosphere and scatters it right round, baby, right round! Ah, I don't think many of us even know that. Sometimes I forget. Flinders, you see, is a native to Trojan, a mountaineer miner, and its foremost scholar. A knowledgeable source to be reckoned with. Oh. Space Raiders again. Oh. Hey, no Yoro. Maybe a stealth attack? Uh, either way, hold on to your dump trucks, dear listeners. We may be in for a surprise again. Nothing Peach Manworth, son of Chester and Chip, cannot handle. Come, Gracie Chuck. We go to war again. All right. Prepare to get your armpits turned inside. Good evening, Peach Manworth. Well, rub my tentacles. Ladies and gentlemen, Please welcome Percival Anson. Oh, Percival, good to meet you. Good to meet you indeed. Say, however did you escape the ocean world of Oceanus? <laughs> Outlandishly, Mr. Manworth. 
You'd not believe how I made it past those love-making sea creatures. Will you tell us then? Nah. Oh, come on. Now, now, I'd love to provide details, but letting the mystery stew for a little longer might be funner. Besides, who am I to share the details of their sex life? Yes, see, there's a man who knows his metaphysics and laws of maritime privacy. And not to worry, we have so much else to talk about, don't we, my dear Percival? Oh, yes, we most certainly do. Wherever shall we begin? Are we to do this free verse? Do you have the interview structured out specifically, or something more uh, experimental? All three, I suppose. Let us begin with a classic. How's your family? How, how is Amelia and little Marco? Oh, in the moments I've seen them in the past few months, they're swell. Marco just finished secondary school. Where it is, that Skyball Junior is one smart cockatoo. Yes, you can most certainly say that. I do believe he's aiming to study astronomy. There's, there's just so much he knows. And Amelia is nearly done with her book. I know, I am excited to read the finished product. You're a fortunate one, Mr. Anselm. They seem like such truly delightful people, your wife and son. Yes, I am, aren't I? A lucky one. <clears throat> a lucky one indeed. So, I don't know if you've heard, but two weeks ago, I think I detected Vera Six. Egad! We had no idea. <laughs> Wait, this isn't the... Percival, well, my friend, we are engaging in some host-audience collaborative sarcasm. <laughs> of course we've heard. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you. Thank you all. How must I feel, I have to ask? You are not but 49, and in your time, you've invented the Skyboat suit and discovered a planet which none have believed to even exist. Why, you're like the Barbra Streisand of space. How must that feel? A new moniker for me. The Barbra Streisand of space. Oh, <laughs> well, I love it. You know, when I... When I look out into the darkness, I see infinite life. I see the uncharted beckoning for us. Like our Barbara, I think there is simply so much to do, so many barriers to cross. I do believe our existence is one that hasn't even reached the pinnacle of what we can achieve. When I stand outside the wheat fields near our house, under that giant dome of stars, I can almost reach my finger out and touch Cielo, uh, heaven. Do you feel that, Mr. Manworth? Did I say something wrong? I... No, that was just a heck of an answer. Yes, a real gosh darn heck of an answer. Good. I've been practicing in the mirror every night. <laughs> you and I both, Percival. You and I both. It helps to see my own self talking to my I own know self. precisely <laughs> what you mean. Sometimes when you're recognized, you... You float out of your own body, and this... This myth of yours takes the reins. Yes! Though most people have never seen me. And I haven't talked aloud while walking in public for some time indeed, so well, I'm safe. I wonder what that could be like. Oh. Uh, I know what I was getting into when I decided to venture into radio. 
Anyway, so I have a question I must ask. Why blue and copper for the Skybolt suit? Ah, well, you see, when I first imagined Skybolt in that barn in Rhode Island, I had only an old diver suit, this big clunky relic from the barn's owner for prototype materials. Her family had a history of specimen collecting in the northeastern Atlantic. Ah, the OG deep diver. What? What, what do you mean? The, oh, OG. That's humorous. A classic bit of slang. Her brother wore these great denim overalls. That's the blue. Hence, blue and copper. So, there you go. Aha! Well, I need a bit of trivia. So that was during your time at Prentice Academy? Before the Sora Crisis. <laughs> Those were good days. Those were good days. Yeah. Nostalgic, eh? Well, not to worry. I'm sure you've inspired some of that yourself down the road. And you will. Uh, Percival. No worries. <laughs> I nearly lost track of time, Mr. Manworth. I must go. There's something to be taken care of. It's urgent. Uh, a nuclear sort of issue. I'm so sorry. What? Uh, oh, sure. Sure, yes. You've had a crazy day anyway. Uh, you, you should rest and be with your family. My fa- Yes, of course. God, I, I apologize. I've been quite the mess, have I not? It's the oceanic pressure, coupled with the isolation. Today, I was inspecting a rather mundane part of Oceanus, but the whole planet cannot be exciting. Otherwise, it'd be... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I must thank you. I do hope you've enjoyed my conversation with... Our dear Pish. I dare say they have. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Good night. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, well, well. That Percival Ansem truly is a legend of our time. And talking to someone who's seen the edge of existence makes me wonder uh, Chuck will you cue track 14 from Yonjuhan eternity can be an awfully big thing I, I wonder if we look to the infinite are there people across the infinite looking back do we, do we live where we stare and is there someone or something waiting for us sometimes I think being lit by the same stars we can feel the souls of all who have ever lived under that light. Perhaps that's why some fear death, and that's why some accept it. Because we live on in our dreams, the dreams of so many we share. To make people happy, to feel that rush of adventure, to think, fight for a better world. And that is a colossal thought to bear. To question your existence and all of its many facets may yield uncomfortable musings, but isn't that in itself a remarkable achievement? Isn't it soothing to know we are connected by that which makes us think? When you do, you can almost touch everyone who came before you, and, and soon those who come after will look back and feel the same. I firmly believe that memories take root and gently inhabit the places that have borne. My friends, 
Today was a wee bit frustrating tasking, but I thank you for sticking by and getting two exclusive interviews with Galactic Legends. Tune in next weekend as the planets prepare for the Eula Circuit of 56, along with guests who will stay away from any and all water worlds. No exceptions, no ifs, buts, or coconuts. As always, a fun time by all here on Dawn of Tomorrow. And now, signing off. You know her from her iconic Sam Hain album, The Ghost of Pleasure Past. Here, to conclude our eventful day, is Dame Echo performing Run to the City with backup by Grayson Chuck and our Neutron Parmesans. Dame Echo, thank you for coming on to sign us off. A delight, old Daddy Manworth, a delight. Now why don't we get up and jive, all of you? Hit it, Greasy Chuck.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Peter Carolini, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dawn of Tomorrow. We'd like to thank you listeners everywhere for tuning in. Dawn of Tomorrow is made possible with GarageBand, as well as public domain music, freesound.com, and Buzzsprout for hosting our podcast. Today featured music by Yunju Hong, who you can find on Spotify and iTunes, and the indelible voices of Arzu Salman, as Chancellor Einar Uriert, Andrea Sears as Colonel Avery Clementine, Jenna Carolini as Gracie Chuck, Nick Veda as Arias, the spooky caller in, Bobaloo as Simon Q, Jason Keller as Percival Anson, Samantha Echo as Dame Echo, and yours truly as Peach Manworth, Flinders Walt Grave, and other assorted voices. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast, and we look forward to our future adventures with you. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Dawn of Tomorrow, and any emails or inquiries can be directed to p.carolini at gmail.com. That's C-A-R-E-L-L-I-N-I. Thank you again, and I will see you in the stars.